You're listening to the Coach's Journey Podcast. Exposing the struggles and celebrating the successes in the life of coaches who are action takers and creating authentic impact in today's world. Whether you're just starting out, expanding your reach, or exploding your impact, you're in the right place right now. Stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Now, here are your hosts of the Coach's Journey Podcast. Here we go. What's up, Coaches Nation? Excited to see you again for another fun-filled week on this podcast. We've got our co-host, amazing, one-of-a-kind, Faisal and Son. We got to get some, like, back, like, one of those, what are those called? Um, <clears throat> you know, you push the button and, like, there's that virtual applause. I feel like we need- <laughs> Or we can do this. Yeah, we can do this. <laughs> Not quite a bit as impressive sounding. I think I think I will work on getting some background uh, uh, noises. In fact, I think my my husband does a lot of podcasting. I think he's got a whole like little box that's got stuff. So uh, more to come on that. Uh, but we're excited to have you here again today. Uh, Faisal is with us, and we've got a really unique and special story that you guys are going to hear from our guest today. His name is Zach Martin, um, and I've known him for quite a while. <laughs> He has a really, really interesting story um, about how he pivoted out of a successful career in real estate and really followed uh, his heart and his passion in what ended up coming out of some really hard circumstances in his life. So if you have been in a position where people have looked at you and been like, are you crazy? What possibly are you thinking about doing or shift that you, that you're thinking about doing in life that might include coaching? Um, I think that you'll get a little bit of courage and um, an encouragement from Zach's story. So uh, a couple minutes, we're going to dive into that. But first, Zach, we always uh, talk about wins that we've had for the week, just as a way to start our entire conversation out on a positive, encouraging, supportive note. So what are some wins for you this week? It doesn't matter what they are. Mm. Um, thank you very much. Uh, pleasure to be here with you guys. And um, I guess um, the biggest win is that I just did my final presentation for law school and um, I graduate on the 14th uh, from law school and that will be complete. And uh, a three year journey um, is, is coming to um, come to, to the end and I'm excited for what's next. Um, another win, um, I've had a, a whole bunch of wins. So another win I had is that I, I was leading uh, my first group of small team people in, in achieving their goals uh, in the last, this last quarter. And uh, we had a big celebration this last weekend and got to love on each other and support each other. And our successes and our, and our path into um, what's next. And uh, I made a, a one year, five year, 10 and 20 year vision statement for myself uh, this weekend. And it was, it was absolutely gorgeous. And um, when that all happens, it's going to be amazing. So <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. awesome. I know yeah. that you have had just, you've been beat up as any good <laughs> law student is um, in law school. Just, I mean, my brother, my brother has a law degree and I saw what he went through uh, 15, 20 or 25 years ago, how long that was. And uh, so that was no, that is no small feat. So I want to honor you for that. That's incredible. Thank you. Ah, congratulations. That's and awesome. what's even more incredible is how you're going to use that law degree, which we will get into in a minute. Yeah, we, we might need your help too. Uh, with all the things that we <laughs> say here. I'm always looking, I'm always interested in helping and however I can. And um, 
I got some really good tools right now that are really going to serve me in, in being a contribution. So I'm stoked about what I've, what I've accomplished. So that's awesome. I was going to say, Faisal, do you know something I don't? Are we going to need an attorney soon? Like, what's going on? <laughs> I don't know. Some things that slip out in these live conversations we might need. <laughs> <laughs> you might need to have somebody on the side <laughs> just in case well, I, I have I, i'll put him on speed dial so we'll be good <laughs> sounds good sounds good um so that, uh, i'll share share win as well so actually this was interesting because this last week i had a, a strategy session with somebody who i've wanted to work with for over a year and he finally came around uh, for a lot of reasons, I know that he's doing very well, and and I also think that he's a powerful influencer, but he's not leveraging it in, uh, in, in, in his business and life. And uh, finally came around and we did a session and he's, he's a business guy. So he's like, uh, I'd love a discount in your program. Uh, this is not an, and, and this is the first time that came out of my mouth and I started, I'm like, uh, listen, I'm all in this. I'm going to support you. Uh, to the, best of my ability and we're going to take this to the next level uh i can't give you the discount it's either a heck yes or a no what do you think it will be <laughs> that's the first time i ever said that so i surprised nice. myself uh so um yeah and he's all in we heck started yes! our, our session yeah, our session yesterday actually uh, so for me, I mean, it, it, it's not what I said, or I'm not boasting that far is that, that my confidence in the process is, has, it's not about me, but I know that people get results from this process. Um, and I know that whatever he's invested in it, he'll get 10 times more than, uh, than what he put in it. So even kind of entertaining the idea of a discount is not like, it doesn't make sense to me anymore. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Zach is back. You froze for a bit. I, yeah, I got a mess saying I'm unstable and I'm like, well, I'm really stable right now. It's, <laughs> it's the internet. It's not. So <laughs> I don't know. Te technology picks up things sometimes. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Right. What's under that? <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad to be back with you guys. So I missed most of that, uh, Faisal, and I, I apologize, but it sounded like it was a great story about uh, your friend and choosing in to support. So. <laughs> No, no worries. No worries. Uh, somebody yeah. heard it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, on, the, uh, on the replay, I'll get to see it next time. So, <laughs> yeah. So our, our, one of our, our friends who does a lot of sales, uh, uh has a sales background as a coach. Um, he, I mean, I, and by all, maybe this is where you got it from. I think it's more like that, that either it's a heck yes, or it's a no, like if you're on the fence, then this may not be for you, but kind of making somebody really commit either fully or then they're not committing at all. Uh, and so I love yeah. that you, I love that you tested that out and you're like, it's either a heck yes, or let's, let's just not yeah. do it work right now. And, and he made the decision to be like, okay, heck yes. I love it. Yeah. And, and I'll actually, as, as a reference, the first time I heard about that was from Rich Litvin in his book, The Prosperous Coach okay. a while ago, but it was reinforced by Anas as yeah. he's been talking about it a lot. Yeah. Awesome. I'm going to have to remember that the next I have a sales conversation tomorrow. So I'm going to have to remember that. I love it. Um, so I would say my win today, um, and I'm kind of debating how much I go into detail on this, but my, my win is um, that is in my, in my memory it is this morning. Uh, and it's just, it's a tiny win, but one that is a good reminder. Um, so in the morning, I wake my kids up <laughs> using our Alexa, like they each have an Alexa in their bedroom. And I will 
uh, do an announcement, like time to get up, you know, I'll do like, it's, it's raining out or it's a beautiful day. But then I always follow it up with jokes. And so I Google jokes, jokes for kids, jokes about the weather, jokes about snow, jokes about flowers, like every day is something different. So I, I, you know, I pump, you know, five to seven stupid corny jokes to them through their Alexa in the morning. And um, anyway, so, so I did that. And then my husband comes home from the gym and <clears throat> he's in the middle of getting ready. And I walk into the bedroom <laughs> and this is where I'll refrain from sharing too many details. But um, because I already had the joke, I, you know, the joke rhythm in my brain, like I started, uh, I started, you know, doing some jokes with him, like cracking some jokes about what I was seeing, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, it was hilarious. And then he, you know, he returned it and was making some puns. And anyway, um, and all of that to say, it was just a win because it really set, helped set the tone for, for me today. Um, it's one of those fun little things that you can do to kind of bolster a relationship. Um, and so we, we do a lot of joking in our relationship. Um, and we got the whole picture, actually. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you were avoiding anything. <laughs> So yeah, we were cracking a lot of jokes, but it was fun. And, you know, and then my husband said touche and I was like, touche. And he was like, ah, so anyway. All right. So that, that, that was my win for today. <clears throat> all right. So we are going to just briefly talk about coaching mastery community, which is our sponsor for this podcast. The coaching mastery community is a virtual community of amazing group of coaches that have diverse backgrounds, diverse experiences, diverse certifications. And the whole point of the, of the uh, coaching mastery community is to provide <clears throat> a supportive environment where coaches can grow personally, professionally, um, they can, you know, commiserate when things go wrong, which they always do in our business. Uh, but then they get to learn how um, to, to maybe shift things or pivot things or do things differently um, and have perseverance in their business so they can really have the impact that they're intending to have. How would you add to that, Faisal? I, I think the, the whole thing comes down like we live in the, the world of information. There's nothing you can't learn for free anywhere on, on the Internet. The problem is not information anymore. How are you going to implement that? That is the hardest process of every business. Every business that I've seen is the implementation is the hardest. That's why Elon Musk will just throw in the design for all his electric cars. Like, well, I'd love for everybody to make it, but it's not as simple as that. Uh, but just being around the, commu the community of coaches who are going to support each other and building our skill sets and, and our, uh, in terms of our uh, art and craft, but also in terms of our business skill sets to move uh, us forward, it requires a team. It requires people, other people's perspective, not just our, our own biases to confirm whatever we're doing. Doing. And that I think that community perspective and support is probably one of the most crucial aspects of realizing and creating the kind of business and life that we all want to create. So that, that's one of the biggest parts of coaching mastery community. Well said. And in under five minutes, I'm impressed. Yeah, I'm getting better yeah. at that. <laughs> it's a good elevator speech. That was perfect. Yeah, yeah. All right, so Zach, we are so excited to have you here today. Um, <clears throat> I've known you for probably over a decade. Um, you are local to me here in Wyoming, which is probably why you had instable, unstable internet. <laughs> I mean, I'm actually in Shadron, Nebraska today, so um, which well, is the same thing, right? <laughs> I, yeah, I was gonna say, I, well, well then, you know, I can't speak for Shadron, but 
you you have been a real estate broker. Um, mm-hmm. You had your own brokerage, and yes. you had a team. You well, I shouldn't say that in past tense. Um, <clears throat> you've had invest- well, well, okay. You can you can update all I, of this. I actually have a contract to sell my real estate business, and I intend to review it and sign it today. So wow. I will probably today no longer own my real estate company. So okay. First right. time I've told it out loud to anybody. So this is a first announcement <laughs> of that of that right. happening. So yeah, congratulations wow. to me. I've been I'm super excited. Yeah, it's, it's a goal that I set in February and um, got the contract over the weekend and and um, agreed to review it today. And if it's all perfect, I will be signing it today. So yeah, that's awesome. Anyway, so, sorry to interrupt, but I appreciate no, you uh, giving me that that room. So thank you. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> People typically know your name in town. Um, they know your, you know. So, what what changed all of that? I mean, you're selling. You're selling today. You're selling. Uh, yeah. What changed all of that? Um, what changed was um, my vision for my life and and what I was, my purpose here and how I'm going to serve my community. Um, and I loved real estate. Um, greatest job I've ever had. Uh, an opportunity to be in contribution to the people that I care about meet new people to, to serve and, and support um, and help them make, you know, the biggest purchases in their lives um, and really um, uh, change their trajectory, you know, and, and it was just a glorious opportunity. And um, uh, through that experience, um, well, through my own personal experience that I had outside of real estate, um, I realized that I had something that I, I, I needed and got to do um, to serve on a higher level and to give back to the people that really needed me um, and that I was called to to be in contribution with. And so um, I shifted and moved into into law. Um, and how, how much of a detail do you want to get into about that? <laughs> you know, um, I always believe that the more that we can connect with people and share our heart and kind of yeah. be, be vulnerable, the more that they're going to be able to, to really uh, get something valuable out of what you've been through, which I know has been a lot of emotional turmoil. Yeah. Um, well, um, so um, with real estate being my life, I um, I had built a, um, a business in Cheyenne, Platinum Real Estate, and had 15 agents working for me um, at the height of 2017 um, and really hitting on all cylinders um, with, with great teammates and people working hard and, and a growing business. And um, I had a son <laughs> and uh, having a son changed my life. Um, and I really appreciated just getting to be present and, and engaged with this little tiny human who, um, who needed me for everything. And, um, and I needed him for so much more um, than I ever realized. And um, uh, about six months into his life, um, his mom and I separated and, and, um, I didn't get to see him every day. And, uh, it was about three weeks, a time period, um, after seeing him every day that I didn't get to see him and, uh, I was crushed and, um, and then was granted the opportunity to see him two hours, twice a week, um, going forward, um, through the, the legal system. And, and I just knew that it wasn't right. And Emotionally, I was in resistance um, and resentment towards the situation and those feelings really 
that negativity and, and um, unease was um, permeating through my life. And I, I, I lost my passion for real estate and I lost my passion for being in connection to other people because the person that I most wanted to be in connection with my son uh, and I were, were being prevented from having that opportunity. And um, so I, I, um, I got, I was at a, a camp uh, with my coaching group that I went through. Uh, uh, they invited me to this camp um, and I already had paid for it and uh, kept putting it off, kept putting it off. And in June, when this all went down, um, they called me and I was like, I, I am, I get to see my son for a couple hours this week and I can't leave him. Um, and the next time that was opportunity that came up was in November. And I was debating about not going in November and uh, they talked me into it. And um, I developed my plan and idea for kids deserve dads at the camp and uh, and began running in that direction. Um, and wrote some some bills, got some bills passed uh, to change some parenting laws in Wyoming. And then uh, the following year wrote another bill and uh, it didn't get passed. And uh, the, the main opponents to it were lawyers and they make their money off of um, kids, parents having fights over over control of parenting time and, and access to their kids. And so um, I chose into law school to uh, get more um, tools to serve. And while in law school, I really dove into my my coaching academy and, and um, the uh, personal mastery life leadership classes that I had at my access um, within my group and um, built a vision about how I, I can be in contribution to my community, the people that I love and care about and build a better future for for men and families through um, through my my coaching and through um, my um, my classes that I have for fatherhood and my focus on family and, and parenting. Yeah. There's a whole lot to unpack there. <laughs> yes, there is. That was like eight minutes. Thank you for your vulnerability, Zach. And thank you for sharing your heart with us because that, that was uh, like what, what was to me was really powerful was that the journey that you went on is so connected to the experience that you had as a parent, as, as a father who wanted to be connected to his child, but uh, legally there were challenges around that. And you used that as a leverage to create a whole completely new path. And I think that's a very, like, I can tell how powerful that is for you because it's based on who you are, what your experience was and how you want to serve. That's really powerful. Thank, thank, thank you for that. Sorry, Sherry, I cut you off. Yeah, thank that's, you. yeah, abs- I mean, it, it is a powerful story. And so that's kind of why I want to unpack a little bit because <clears throat> so, uh, so based on what you're saying, just to make sure that, you know, everybody kind of is, is following along <laughs> that you, you had a baby uh, you participated in having a baby. Mm-hmm. You didn't have, um, and then it did not come out of my body when it was no, when it when it was no, streaming. So no, <laughs> thank goodness that I'd be a lot richer if I did. <laughs> <laughs> you are not the the miracle man in that in that way. Um, yeah. And then you and the baby's mom broke up, and there was a lot of conflict there, and a lot of and and what you experienced when it ended up having to go through the legal system was a lot of inequity. Um, and you weren't, you didn't feel like you were given at least equal opportunity to raise your son as the mom did. And um, 
I definitely don't want to go into details about, you know, all of the, whether the mom is a great mom or whether the mom is demonstratively, you know, trying to, you know, has, has challenges that are not in the favor of, of the child. Um, but at the very least there was inequity. Um, and, and so you were, you weren't having it. Like it, it, it was, it was tearing you up and you're like, I don't know how to handle this. I don't know what to do, but then you developed a solution. You're like, well, nobody else is going to fix this. I guess I'm going to need to step up and fix it. Was that kind of the mindset? Yeah. You know, um, as I went through the situation, um, you know, I've had a lot of friends who have gotten divorced and had kids and, you know, and they have parenting schedules and I never, most, most men, especially don't talk about it. They just, they just bottle it all up, you know, and, and keep it inside and, um, and just be tough through the situation. And so I reached out to a lot of my friends that I had known that had gone through similar situations and I kind of knew their parenting time that they had, but I didn't know the why behind it. Um, and I didn't understand how the system worked. And, and as I started diving into my friends' stories and, and other acquaintances' stories about what was happening in their experiences and their desires and dreams around parenting, I realized that <clears throat> most of these dads and people wanted to be involved in their kids' lives as much as possible and that it was, a, it was systemic, the problem of, of keeping them away. And that I knew that was just, that was not right. And that if you have loving people in the kids' lives, that the kids should get as much love as they possibly can from all the people that can give it to them and are willing and, and wanting. Um, and, um, and so I was, I was called uh, to step up. There was nothing, there was nothing serving men in Wyoming or across laws of the country and, and supporting them and giving them a place, a safe space to come and talk and to be vulnerable and open about their experiences and their desires, and then to work through those things. And, um, and so that's, that's why developed kids as their dads was to be that support and that foundation for men to come and have a place where they could open up about the experience and they could get other men and non-custodial moms to be in a space to support them so they could they could um, understand they're not alone, that they have a community, and that they are worthy of the opportunity of parenting and and to embrace what they have. Yeah. What men don't express themselves? What are you talking about? They do it all the time. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they, right? Well, you know, I think that anger being like a secondary emotion and stuff, you know, that that most men, especially like, you know, talking about rub some dirt on it, boys don't cry, you know, be strong, we teach boys early on and, and often to to bottle those things up to to not be vulnerable and not be active and little kids, especially they, they internalize what you say. And every moment that you have to have an impact, they, they hear everything. Um, and sometimes that everything can be empowering and supportive. And sometimes it can be destructive and it can tear away parts of them that they want to be in. And so through my experience, I got to dive into um, my feelings and my, my ability to grieve and that I had never really grieved for anything in my past and to experience true grief and sadness and to embrace those feelings and, and take them on as something to empower me to be able to be better for myself and for my community was um, 
challenging um, and empowering. And because of that experience, um, I'm fuller. And I know that I have the ability to, to have a pendulum swing all the way over into the deepest despair that I've ever felt and that I can I can be there and also shift back into um, the greatest uh, worthiness and, and empowerment to be the man I want to be uh, going forward. And so I'm infinitely better because of it. I definitely don't wish I had that experience. And I know that the man I am today is only in this space because of the experiences that that allow me to feel on every level. Yeah, that's that, that's incredible. That's such a new um a different model of what it means to be a man um and uh, i mean most of what i grew up with and most of what i've seen a man to be and then as i went into the coaching world uh working with a lot of uh tough men you find out that the toughest men are the most broken uh it's just that nobody is aware of it uh, the, the ones who carry the the whole weight of the world on their shoulders and nobody knows about it and, and the, the stories are incredibly tragic because, I mean, literally, I had a session with a client the other day and what he was sharing, I'm like, well, why, why do you want to share and why do you want to connect with people? Why do you want to do what you're doing? He's like, you know, um, my dad, um, up until the point that he was terminal in his illness, nobody knew about it. And, and, and it wasn't just that. He had so many challenges that nobody in the family was aware of. He just came and smiled and talked about all that stuff. And he was tough. And, but he's like, I wish I knew about it. I wish as his son I knew about it, I would have helped. Yeah. And he's like, I want to be the kind of dad where like, I, I show who I am. I don't need to hide that. I have my vulnerabilities. I have my weaknesses. I have my downsides. I have my strength. Um, but I, I need, this is a family. This is a community. Um, and, and that model, just like a lot of the older models, that, that, that the corrupted models that we've been given, they're not working anymore. And you saw that head on, that if you were to just become that tough guy and not share who you are and what you're going through, you would have never even acknowledged that you're going through that process, just like all your, uh, all the people that you knew in the process who never actually shares like, Hey, this is a, this is a hard thing for me. Mm -hmm. This is not, and, 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 and like you said, and it normally shows up as anger, but then what's below that mm -hmm. the grief, the sadness, the pain. And unless the other side knows that, unless other people know that, nobody else, nobody else can face the reality of the situation. So I really want to honor you on, on your courage to actually bring a whole different dimension to uh, what it means to be a man. And, and I do feel very aligned with that because uh, in different ways, I saw that firsthand that it doesn't work uh, to be that person, to not share what's not, not go through that grief process and actually notice that, that your own system is telling you something very important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, completely. Just yeah, being open and vulnerable, like, you know, that, that the client that you had, like, he just wanted to be there to support his dad, you know, and his dad didn't feel like he, he was able to allow others to be in support of him and that he had to do it all by himself. And that being that pillar of strength um, doesn't leave you open to the, the possibility of, of that community and that connectiveness 
and that to really be connected with somebody is to be vulnerable and open with everything about your experience. Um, and um, there's no real good training in, inside, like our schools don't teach those things. And most, and most of our families don't know them either. And so uh, they do the best they can, but to have that opportunity to really lay it out there and, and be completely open with the people that you're surrounded by is such a powerful, powerful opportunity to connect and to build the connections that really stand the test of time. I really want to break free from my own masculinity uh, expectations. I'm just kidding. Sorry. I had to say something. <laughs> right. Well, I see you have the guy all the time that's in that, so you're good. I know. <laughs> and, you know, and I, and I, there have been a few times where my, my, you know, I, I'm not throwing him under the bus at all. My husband is amazing. He's one of the best dads I have ever met. <laughs> but there are, there are times where he will say just off the cuff some things to my son. And I'm like, and I will step in. I'm like, it's okay that he's crying right now. It's, you know, like, um, it's just, it comes out, I think, without even realizing. Um, so I love that you're bringing <laughs> some awareness to that. What, I, uh, what I'm curious, Zach, is, you know, you're, you, you're in real estate and I would say that it, and I can't speak for the whole nation, but particularly in our corner of the world here, emotional intelligence doesn't necessarily flow freely in our real estate, um, community. Mm -hmm. At what point did you start to really uh, just realize and start to kind of get on that professional or not professional, the personal development journey, you know, kind mm -hmm. of through this whole experience? Well, I had been on it for a while. Um, I have, I mean, I, I've, I love personal development stuff. Like the books that I read or personal development I have since I was, I got out of college the first time. And, um, and those are the books that I get into. Like I don't read nonfiction books uh, or fiction books. I only read nonfiction and, and personal development has been the things that I've been called to um, completely, but most of them are business related, real estate related, things on those lines, what I was what I was into. And I never really just understood that I was lacking in my emotional intelligence um, because it didn't come up. I never had an opportunity to dive into those things. And um, when everything's all happy and you're on that side of the pendulum of, of success and, and enjoyment and uh, contentment and abundance, um, those kind of things take care of themselves and you keep building on those, on those, those skills and to have that shift and so greatly, so quickly threw me for a tailspin. Um, and so, um, choosing into the things that were going to serve me in that moment, uh, were difficult because I was challenged by just how I was feeling and, and in that, um, that struggle within myself about like, this isn't okay. And how do I get through this? Um, you know, I, I went back to the tools that had been serving me in the past and, um, and chose into a group called Clemmer, which is where I, I've got my coaching through and stuff and um, done a lot of my personal development work, uh, the vast majority of it um, with that group. And, um, and they helped me see that, um, they helped me, they allow me a safe space to come into my, my true beingness of, of sadness and grief and to experience those things and to know that in those spaces that it's okay and that I had people to support me and, and allow me to 
be open to that. And as I discovered those feelings more, more completely, then I really dove into them. And it was my first year of law school that I was in that work um, of, of self-discovery and then coronavirus happened. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I, uh, I got to really dive into myself and um, spend a lot of time on realizing who it is that I was choosing to be and why I was choosing to, to be that person. And I initially signed into law school out of resistance and, um, and um, revenge um, and to teach people lessons. Um, and um, through that, it got me into law school. And then as I developed myself and my understanding of my, my energy and my, my feelings, uh, I knew that um, my resistance and revenge was not gonna be enough to carry me and also not allow me the opportunity to really serve. And that uh, I got to shift myself into um, to how I was gonna make a difference for the people who, who needed it and allow them a, a place to be. And I developed my approach towards um, contribution and, and support uh, through that experience and spent a lot of time journaling and, and, and free thinking, uh, hiking tons and spending time with myself, discovering me being with me and also how I wanted to give to those that, that I'm surrounded by. Um, so I, I really love what you're sharing. Um, and this is actually for coaches listening to this. This is very like it's such a powerful shift because as you shared, you got into law school because of revenge and anger and all those things. And that was an important emotion for you to understand. Now, the problem is that most men or most people in general, they only understand emotions at that level. And when you're talking about grief, sadness, pain, these are as you go to the layers of emotions, you find out that your system is giving you signals. The problem is that we're blocking it with our, with our mind because we're overriding it. And on top of that, this is very important because in the world that we live in, there's a whole concept of positivity that has come into the picture, being positive, being optimistic. This, these are all amazing things, but they become masks to cover up other things over time. So if you're not actually going deeper into these signals and understanding what they are, then you're creating a pretense of positivity. It's not actual positivity that naturally comes up from our system giving going into equilibrium. Our natural state is positive. It's 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 uh, growth. It is uh, happiness. That's our normal state. And then our other state, which we call it in biology, five flight freeze response, that is a temporary state that goes towards anger, that goes towards resentment. It's because a lot of it emerges from fear that something has taken away or is going to take away something from us. And now we get angry, we get resentful, we get all that stuff. But that all that needs to be processed. The problem is that we're not taught how to process this stuff. So we stay at the level of that fight or flight, and then we carry that intention with us. Now, think about it. If you hadn't, I mean, for everybody that watched, if, if Zach hadn't processed those emotions, had he not gone deeper, his intention would have still been a revenge anger even though he would have done the same thing but what would have been the effect of it and then now we talk about um like the bigger political world of oh men are destructive this and that and the other well they were never taught to deal with that part of themselves Mm -hmm. i wasn't taught that growing up i saw a lot of men who were incredibly like if you got to know them they were amazing they were gentle creatures 
but they were never taught how to deal with anger. They were not never taught how, how to deal with fear. In fact, they were told to amplify those things because that made them more tough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now we create these programs around, well, men should be like this, men should, well, it's good to tell people what, what they should be or what, give them an indication. But if they don't know how to go through a process, then they can't do anything about it. They don't have the tools. They don't have the process. They don't have the awareness. And, and so you're modeling that process, which is very powerful. But for coaches who are listening to this, it's very elusive because when somebody talks and they're in that state of quote unquote positivity, and I had a client, I want to share this. It was the third session I was with him. He, incredibly positive human being, amazing guy. And I asked him, it, it, it just hit me. I don't know, it's something he said, he was, he was overly positive. Um, and like, it, it didn't sound authentic to me. And I asked him, I'm like, this is an odd question. And I'm a coach that helps people be more positive. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm like, why is it so important for you to be so positive? Uh, and, uh, optimistic and all that. And, um, that completely blew open a lot of things. It all came, the whole thing came from the, his intention. He was afraid of dying early. Why? Mm -hmm. Because his dad had passed away early on because he never took care of himself. And in his mind, he decided at some point that he has to be positive. Otherwise, uh, he's going to catch an illness and he's going to die. Now, the problem with that is that we know that unless you process deeper emotions, that might actually show up in your physiology at some point. He wasn't doing any of that. He was just pretending to be positive. Mm -hmm. And when he figured yeah. that out, it opened up a whole different world. And I know at this point, uh, and I'm in touch with him after a few years too, he completely changed who he was. It wasn't his intention was not based on fear of dying. Now he needed to discover who he is and how he wanted to show up. He's still positive, but he's a more like he doesn't hide aspects of himself because of that. Yeah. And so powerful with that experience of like that recognition of that, that mask that he had on that I'm positive. And because we don't have those skills, I, I didn't have the skills before when I was hurting, I would always say, Oh, I'm fine. Oh, everything's going great. Oh, I'm just, you know, everything's, you know, in, and I hid my feelings of sadness because I wasn't open to the conversation and I didn't feel like other people were also open to that conversation that we have a society that being positive, being upbeat, you know, putting everything, you know, brushing it off and just going with your day is, is, is a societal norm we have, as opposed to having that open, honest communication about where we are and in that moment and then having those those um uh deeper conversations of understanding and that's not something that our society has seen as um, a strength uh, and people don't have this don't have the skills we don't teach it um, unfortunately and it needs to be it needs to be taught because um are we our kids need it and um, uh, the adults need it. And we need to have that strength of being complete in our experience and being okay with that. And, and then making those choices to recognize it process and then move in the direction you want. So um, I, I, I love the stuff that you guys do into coaching. I'm like, so excited to hear, to hear these stories about connecting with people and supporting them in their growth. It's, it's, um, it's so it's so empowering. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that.
Yeah, no problem. I actually, another story came to mind. This recently a group that we started and it's a group of investors, um, very successful individuals, you would consider them. And, and most of the group was, they were actually in that one session, it was all men. Uh, it was 14 men uh, showing up. And the first session that we're taking them, I, I was taking them through along with my partner was uh, looking at their vision of what, what they're creating. And for most of these guys, their vision, a lot of it is around, well, I want to create life of freedom for my family and for myself. And I want to do this and the other, and I want to achieve this many doors, but they hadn't gone deep into as who they're becoming in the process. And a lot of the vision building process that I take people through is getting connected to who you're becoming as a human being. Um, it was interesting. So as we go through the session, they, they explore their vision in a deeper way. And then I walk them through this visualization um, and at the end of it, you see most of the, the you could see emotions, there's processing so many of them are tearing up. Uh, as we finish the session, and the, one of the guys who's an employee um, of the organization we're, we're working with, so he's, he's participant, but he's also observing it from the standpoint of how these sessions work. And we did a feedback session after he's like, I completely misjudged all these guys. I thought they would think all this stuff is woo woo shit because <laughs> they had, and I know why that is because he, and he has had multiple conversation with these guys. None of them were vulnerable enough to talk about who they are deep down. Now as a conversation within the session, when they reconnected with their vision of who they're becoming, all of a sudden vulnerability comes into the picture. All of a sudden now they get to know the real human being behind Mm -hmm. that that whole is like holy shoot this is not that tough guy who was talking about his achievements <laughs> as a human being who's had who has struggles who's grown who has a powerful vision for his family he wants to connect he wants to build a community he has a purpose it, it's it's not unidimensional there's so many dimensions to who we are and it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman there's so much depth to human beings but We've been taught to live in this unidimensional way in our life. We're given this model of being a certain way. And unless we're exploring these other dimensions, which is where the coaching is, uh, the world of coaching is that, who are you? And in this, one of my favorite quotes from uh, spiritual teachers, uh, who were you before the world got its hands on you? Mm. Yeah, that's, that's a powerful question. Um, wow. I love that. You're talking about these guys building all their businesses and that kind of stuff and being so focused on their production and the things, you know, it's like, what do I do to have the things that I want so I can be the person I want to be? And we have this paradigm in our society of, of that structure being in place. And so like people, when you meet people like, oh, I'm a, I do, I do banking and I have, you know, five kids and I have all these things. And you never get to that deeper level of who that person is as a human, who are they deep down, what are their, what are their qualities that, that define their beingness. And um, I focus myself daily on like being the man that I choose to be and the qualities that serve me um, and setting my intention for my beingness. And then by my beingness, then I get to do the things that are going to serve me to get there and, and, and have the things that I want out of that. Um, but we start usually with our, our doings to have and then be free or connected with my family. Like when I have all this stuff by doing all these things, I'm going to be here. Whereas you can be there now and set that tone. And then the doing and the having come out of your beingness. 
Um, and that, that paradigm shift is so powerful because at every moment you get to, you can determine who you are and in what qualities are going to serve you. Um, yeah. And it ha when you shifted those guys, I, I, I envisioned it in my head of that, that power. I was getting chills and stuff because of that realization of, of, of where they were focusing and how that shift can move them um, is, is so powerful. Yeah. And, and what I heard based on what you said is that we get to be human beings versus human doings. Yeah. <laughs> As well. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, yeah, we're not human doings. Uh, that You know, we are human beings and our beingness is what defines us. And, and you can choose that in every moment of, of your life. Zach, you, you've brought up a couple times, uh, kids deserve dads. Um, mm -hmm. So I want to spend a little bit more time on that. Um, because not everyone who's listening to this is a full-time coach. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, they, they spend 20 to 30 to 40, hopefully not 40, that's burnout hours, <laughs> but you know, maybe 20 to 30 hours a week doing group coaching or individual coaching, and that's their focus. But then there's others, um, and I would classify, classify myself in this as well, that amount of coaching that I do is probably pretty a pretty small percentage. Um, I don't have hours that just I'm just having a, co a coaching conversation. Rather, it's integrated into another area of what I do. And I would love for you to unpack uh, Kids Deserve Dads and what that is, what its mission is, how you're serving it, how you're growing it, and then how coaching fits into that. Uh, just to kind of help people, I think, brainstorm around how they can have an impact in maybe a way that they can be a little bit more creative and less traditional. Yeah, thank you. Um, well, kids are dads, you know, um, it's been a work in progress and I, and I, it's going to continue to that. But um, our mission, which I've been redoing recently, is men empowering men uh, through grace, compassion, and love to honor themselves, their family, and society um, is, is basically a mission we have right now. And it's about helping men and families be connected, using the tools like intention and, um, and worthiness and abundance and, and um, urgency to, to set themselves up in a, in a, chan in a position where, where they can win and they can um, be connected with their families on a level that they really truly desire and seeing that that's that is possible and available to them um and so what we've done in the past we had mostly done support groups um some fatherhood classes and a lot of connecting opportunities fishing camping um uh, building campfires uh, car shows santa clauses twice you know during christmas time two easter egg hunts to allow uh, non-custodial parents an opportunity to be with their kids and have that that connection in a place that was was supportive and serving them and um, had some great opportunities to connect with some people but um, going forward um, where I see kids or dads going is into um, a lot of different realms but being focused on building a community of men that are open honest and vulnerable with themselves so that way they can connect with their families to understand who they who they are as a human 
and what values are important to them and then realizing that they have power with their choice to to make those differences in their connection in their lives and if their intentions clear on what they want to accomplish they get to find the right tool that's going to get them over the wall and to accomplish their goals and if they want to be in touch with their family they get to understand who they are and they get to understand how they show up and that if you're in a moment where you're where you're stressed out how do you recognize that before it comes out in anger or or brashness and they can actually choose into that recognition and seeing where they are in a moment and acknowledging and feeling that and then choosing the quality that's going to serve them into being that connection so you know when kids are having a hard time getting ready for school and stuff you know you can yell at them and stuff but is that going to serve you and serve them in in their day being supportive or do you do you you know collect yourself come from a, a quality that's going to serve the the moment and build that connection and also the um, context for what the day is going to bring and um and so my intention is that the trainings that we're going to have are going to help men see the power that they have in those feelings and that they can choose into being the persons that they want to be and that it's going to serve them in every moment of their life and when they're having those moments when they're feeling stressed when they're feeling anxious that they can recognize that and be in that experience and then move themselves into the qualities that are going to bring them what they want in their life and if i could speak uh and correct me if i'm wrong on any of this because i am just this is an external observer of kind okay. of what i've seen uh in you is when you first were experiencing the challenges around time with your son you use the word revenge that you you know that you kind of had this um perspective of <clears throat> um wanting wanting like screw you you're not going to control me like really anger and wanting to change the system wanting to change all of that stuff out of anger out of frustration you know and and um because you literally want a time with your son now over this course it has shifted from literal time fueled by anger to emotional connection fueled by love and compassion and true connection like this transformation that you've taken uh, from my perspective is beautiful thank you yeah it i is. appreciate that it, yeah. it truly is and also all those things that you shared like i want to be a part of that that sounds incredible <laughs> Like you pretty much summed up all the things I do anyway, camping <laughs> and fire and then just spending quality time and just being able to be around your kid without having to constantly yell. And, and that's a struggle for me. And I, I've yelled at my kids and have regretted it every time. Um, and uh, they teach me more about that. It's like, uh, <laughs> like they're much more calm than I am a lot of times. Uh, but I mean, what you're doing is incredibly uh, powerful, but even more than that, it's needed right now in the world. Um, it, especially in the culture that we live in, because a lot of men know that a lot of what they've been taught is not working, but then what is the new way? It's not enough to tell people, stop doing what you're doing. That creates a vacuum and that creates more confusion. But it's, okay, what are we replacing that with? And you're taking mm -hmm. people through a process that changes the quality of that experience. 
that that's that to me is powerful so i i really really appreciate it and it's really inspiring that, that you're doing something like that it's needed yeah yeah i um thank you and i appreciate your guys kind words i um i have yeah i have a lot of things on my plate that i'm trying to do and and, and one of my big intentions is building a school where um, kids get to dive into these things and have a safe space and families can come together and work on these tools together and they can start discovering how to have these conversations where you don't have to say, oh, good to see you. Oh, how are you today? Oh, I'm great. You know, and that you give this facade of, of, of greatness when in, deep inside you might be just like dying, you know, and you walk around the corner and, and like, and cry because you're, you aren't being true to yourself and where you can have an honest discussion with somebody and, and people genuinely want to have that. And they can ask the questions and be in connection without having like a, a guilty feeling like uh, pain and sadness and grief, and despair are, I don't, I don't know how to deal this with myself. And so I can't give you the space to process in front of me also. And having a place where people can be in those, those experiences and choose into the connection um, is, is a space that I'm that I'm providing and that I I want to I'm going to be in and I want people around me who are uh, desiring to have that connection also and um, in helping men and families uh, go through that and see the power and and um, and um, positiveness that comes out of being in connection with the people that you care about on a level that that moves everybody forward as opposed to the facade. Yeah. I think it's open, honest, responsible communication. That's, uh, that's what I, what I want. And, and, uh, and that's how I, I choose to live. And then I, I empower that into other people and, and that having that open honesty with yourself and being responsible for your, your choices, that those things are going to set you up for success and happiness in your life. And, allow others to be in support and connection with you so you can have that community of people who who you know move you forward and you can support them moving forward too you, you actually reminded me of this scene sometimes i share this with my clients uh who, who's an x-men fan here or a superhero fan anybody all right good so there's this uh, one, one of the x-men movies is i think forget the name but uh, anyway, so there are two characters here. There's Mystique, who's the blue character. If you've seen any of the uh, mm -hmm. uh, movies, and she's young at that time in that movie. And there's Magneto. Uh, even though Magneto is supposed to be the villain, but he was very wise in that situation. So Mystique, uh, she's in her normal human form. She doesn't have the blue uh, physiology that she normally has. She's lifting uh, this, this barbell. She's lying down, lifting it. And uh, Magneto comes into the room who can control metal, Magneto, Magnet. Uh, <laughs> so uh, he makes it a little bit heavier. As soon as he, he does that, it drops on her and she transforms back into her blue self and just holds the weight. And he hmm. comes close to her and he says, imagine you didn't have to pretend to be somebody that you're not, how much strength you would have. Wow. I was like, Boom. <laughs> and that, that's, that's men for you. We yeah. pretend uh, we, we create this facade of strength, but we don't actually know what our strength is. Mm -hmm. So the, most of our energy is built around, like we show that we have strength. Most of our energy is, is spent on that, on that facade, 
But what we don't realize is that if we let go of that, I'd say a good 80, 90% of our true strength comes into the picture, which we're not even aware of. Wow, completely agree. And I am going to watch the X-Men again because that that <laughs> is a really powerful scene that I did not ever pick up on. And uh, I want to I want to experience that. Uh, so I'm definitely going back. Oh, come on, Dad. Um, you just wanted any excuse to go back and watch those movies again. You know, with my son, uh, the last couple of years, he loves those movies. And so as I knew how much he loved them, I would go and, and I was introducing him to them. I'd go back and I would watch the scenes and the characters that he already knew that had cool scenes in other movies to be, introduce him to other characters. So I would have them all set up. You know, when you're when you're three, four years old, you have like a five minute attention span. So you got to hit the, the key points right away. And I would set all the movies up on Disney Plus, like already lined up so we could just go in there and he'd be like, whoa, Hulk and Thor fighting. I want to watch more Thor movies, dad. Like Thor's cool, you know, and um, and uh, and setting up that opportunity. But um, that is such a powerful thing that you're talking about that understanding your true power, it's not, you know, we've built this facade that that and as a society that that just that putting on that blank face, being cool, being being um, uh, a rock, um, and and not letting anything in and not showing anything is is strength. And when you when you really allow that that wall to be broken down and your full beingness can be expressed, that's where the real power comes from. And when you have when you have the opportunity, when you feel all those things and you can be in them and you understand them, you can feel them. That you can film harder and quicker and you can shift earlier. Whereas if you aren't in the experience of feeling your if I'm not in my experience of feeling when I wasn't, of feeling my my sadness and my despair of my situation, my um, disempowerment, when I was struggling to resist it as opposed to being in it, it lasted so much longer. I was battling with it, you know, and the battles when you're going head to head, they last a long time. And when I accepted them as being who I was in that moment and allowed them to process and, and flow through me. They flowed through so quick and then I was clear and I would I was able to move. And now I'm able to shift now through those emotional experiences in my life when I feel despair and I feel it. Uh, when I feel sad, when I'm such a small fish in a huge pond, in my, can I do anything? And I realize that I can do so much and I, and I get to be in that moment and that experience and allow it to process in my in my beingness and then i get to shift into my power and it goes so much faster and i think once everybody starts getting that realization they start feeling those things that those shifts transform so much quicker and um, my intention is to help men discover that and then make those those choices to shift and uh, the power that they're going to have in their lives is going to be infinitely greater because of that wholeness. Yeah. 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 I love that. Um, and, and just uh, for, for coaches, uh, I want to point out is that I love working with families and, and I've, I've coached a few families by now. And when you see the dynamic in families, when you see the wife, the husband, the kids, and one of the best tra transformational experience I've had as a coach is when I've coached the wife, the husband, the two teenagers, uh, and, you start to look at the bigger picture and you start to see every variable acting in there. Um, and one of the things that was in one particular family I was working was, was not working was the, the man in that family was not open. 
Mm-hmm. And it was it showed up in very simple things. Uh, uh, the, the, the daughter would ask a question and be like, oh, you'll be great. You'll be great. He's like, and, and when I would talk to her, she's like, I really want his honest feedback. I, wanted, I want him to go deeper. He just says, you'll be great. Or the wife would give me a, a statement and I knew this, I, I had started working with the husband a while ago. He's like, he has no emotions other than his positivity. Mm-hmm. And to her, it doesn't look real. And it's not real because human beings are not always positive. <laughs> yeah. We go through this, this, this ebb and flow. So and that's his wife. He's like, if he's not real, what he's giving me is not real. And mm-hmm. he was trying to sell this vision of creating this life and she doesn't even buy him as real. Yeah. So now imagine how many challenges that creates on them. But once you bring everybody on common ground and hey, I'm a human being, let's talk about it. These are the things, burdens that I have on my shoulder. I don't know how to figure that out, but I need you guys on, 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 on this team. This is it. And that's where the, the family opens up. That's where the community opens up. Okay, sure. I want to contribute there. I know I can help you with that. You take on this other thing. I'll, I'll take on this thing. Now we're talking about a human community starting to build versus one person taking on the load of everything. And, and it doesn't yeah. have to be, a, in this case, it was a man, but I've also seen a woman doing that. And women do this all the time, with, but with other things. Uh, mm-hmm. there's, they take on too many things that they don't need to. Um, but it, it's that, and, and for coaches to understand that, well, what's happening in the family dynamic? what's happening in, in their mind and how do they perceive it? How do they, how do they react to the situation? Do they ask for support or do they just think that they're going to handle everything and they don't have any tools or uh, the awareness or the ability to do that or nor do they want to do it. And unless yeah. they're clear about it, unless they're not reacting to that situation, they will pretend that they're going to figure all this out. And in the meantime, everything is breaking down around them. And they're not aware of it because they're reacting to a situation and they're reacting emotionally and they don't know how to process these emotions. Mm-hmm. Like this is such a com- complex thing. And, and that's why I think coaches are so important in this, that we help them create clarity around who they are deep down, mm-hmm. not just, uh, Oh, what they're trying to achieve. Yeah. Because I think the easiest yeah. thing, like it, it, I'll share this, it, I spent a couple of days with the kids uh, <laughs> And, and after, after that, uh, I told my wife, I'm like, my job is much easier. I'd rather do that. To be <laughs> and, and this is something a lot of times I, I say to my, my clients who are men, I'm like, I know that, you know, that your job is actually much easier than your wife's job. <laughs> they laugh, they know it at, at a deep, but then they pretend like, Oh, the, like, it's actually very easy for me to be in this office and work on all the big projects. But as soon as I go downstairs and spend time with family and kids, there's more complexity there. Mm-hmm. And how yeah. I show up as a leader, there is probably even more important than, than how I show up here a lot of times. Yeah. And what a great notice uh, around, um, you know, the confidence, the control, the power and, and in your in your situation around coaching and supporting others and stuff and when when you're interacting with your family like it's so important but that there's all these humans that you're with all the time and constant contact with and 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 managing that dynamic and that sometimes that is a harder spot to be in and um and being with the people that you're coaching that are not in that 
close proximity um, being, um, you know, easier as opposed to being the challenging stuff of being in the connection with the people that you're truly the most important connections in your whole entire life um, in the family foundation. So, and, and um, I spent a lot of my free time. I don't have my son as often as I would like. And I spent a lot of my free time really being focused on, on the intention I want to set, what it's going to look like when we're together and how do I choose into the things that are going to move us forward constantly. And, and, um, we were talking about like great books and stuff um, that we've read and uh, the conscious parent by I'm going to mess her name up. Uh, Saberi. Yeah. Yeah. It incredible about like meeting your kids where they are and seeing who they are as a, as a human and then building who you are as a parent around your kids because they already have a program, you know, every kid's different, right? I mean, Sherry's got like 11 teen kids. So uh, all of uh, all of those, all, all of them are completely different. And, and when you are in that connection with each of them, how do you show up in those moments to be the mom that they, they, they need you to be to allow them to achieve their greatnesses? And yeah. And understanding that power that you have and that understanding of how you show up for them. And that it's not about like, do this, do that, do this, do that, which always happens. I mean, that's just human nature, but that recognize when that's happening and then saying, okay, how do I connect with my kid? How do I bring, come into their experience and help them see an option that's going to move them in a direction that they really want to have? Um, and like, I don't do timeouts. And my son always loves talking about how we do time ins and that it's a time of connection. Like, oh, we're, we're, un, we're uneasy right now. There's an energy is flowing that are not, that are not serving. And how do we recognize them, be with them and then shift. And, um, and, ha and he's four, or he just turned five, but he's five. And we have like these real conversations about time ins, you know, and that, um, and he, and he loves that, that refocus you know, um, and seeing how that connection makes such a big difference. It, it motivates me once that, you know, as soon as I start getting that positive feedback from choosing into his experience and being and seeing where he was and meeting him there and moving him and, and, and allowing him the space to move himself towards the beingness that he wanted uh, was so empowering and it just like filled my heart. And I just wanted to like be with him in all those moments to help him discover him, himself and grow. And, um, and I, I come at it with that every day. I, I, I cherish the experience every moment I get, I'm like, well, how are we going to connect this time? And what's the, what's the, what's the, what's it going to be like? And, um, and yeah, and making those choices in those moments when you know, like you want to yell and also how are you going to serve to make it a, a win-win and a positive, uh, experience to, move our relationship and our lives forward. And I'm infinitely a better dad because of, of really discovering how to be in connection with my son and how to serve him um, the best that I can. Uh, so I was on a date night with my middle daughter a couple weeks ago and we're sitting at the restaurant apart from each other, facing each other. And I'm, and I'm asking her some questions. She's the quietest of my kids. Um, and <laughs> first of all, I, we've got a piano tuner here. So here this like, what is that 
he's, he's doing piano. Apologies. Um, but um, it's your so background I, music for the suspenseful yeah. story. Bom, bom, bom. <laughs> and then you're going to hear the. Da, 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 da. Um, and, and I ask her, I'm, I'm asking her coaching questions because that's that's my intention when I go on date night is to connect, is to get to know them more, understand their desires, their wishes. And so I asked her something to the effect of, so, you know, what does your best self look like? Something like that. And she looks at me at a blank stare and she's like, mom, why are you asking me these weird questions? Like, and she like wouldn't give me an answer. And then she like shut down. I was like, oh, God. So then I had to really, really use my creativity around getting her to open up again. And, and um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's that journey of being a parent and just constantly trying to connect and then failing and then like trying to come around the back door, side window in through the chimney, like whatever, <laughs> however we yeah. need to, to, to connect and, and um, you know, get to know our kids more so we can, we can serve them in the best way that, that we can. And, and in the only way that we can as parents. Like I'm the only mom that my kids will ever know. And no, biologically, there can never be a replacement for me. And so my, you know, that's, that's, that's my like responsibility that I, um, and how I speak about it. And it's like, it's not a, a burden responsibility. It's, it's a joyful responsibility, but it's huge. And one that we must take seriously. Yeah. yeah um, and and uh, one of the things that remind me of us as Zach talked about conscious parenting. So in our community, we have uh, at least I think two coaches who are conscious parenting coaches that, that come from that model. And I actually went through. I think uh, Sherry went through that process too. And not only like, like here's a, here's a power of a community of coaches like that. And I shared that I think in the in one of the last podcasts too is that. Um, so Mila, one of the coaches, she took me uh, through this process of, uh, and, and I've w- worked a lot on my, on the emotional intelligence part quite a bit, but she took me through this process to visually, for me to identify emotions better, because uh, I was having a challenge identifying some of the things that was happening. And uh, it was so powerful. It was really powerful. And not only did it impact me positively, I asked him, like, can I take my clients through that? And he's like, yeah, of course. And, and so far I've done, I think, three clients I've taken through that process. And they're like, boom. So just that one tool is, is incredibly powerful. And, 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 just, and, and this kind of adds to the power of being around the right people in the right community of influencers and, and coaches or team, teams that can help you develop yourself faster. I, I would have never been, I would have never, used, even if somebody exposed, shared that tool somewhere, I've been like, okay, it looks great. But she took me through the process. I saw the impact of it. And now I'm much more motivated to share that with my clients. And take them through that process and now i'm adding to that i'm already starting to build a different approach to the same thing so uh it, it's just um and and and, we, and and this this completely goes back to like whether you're a man or a woman or the business owner everything you're gonna do involves other people how do we work with others how do we learn how do we grow uh how do we work on our own strengths and and whatever we want to feel passionate about and then who else can support us uh, on the path and there's this book i'm reading right now who not how um by dan sullivan and, and that's what yeah, they amplify more now. Like, you don't need to look for how you don't need to look for somebody that's going to help you yeah 
Yeah, that is such an incredible book um, on really realizing that <clears throat> leveraging yourself with the people who are also on the same page and getting getting the people on your team who are are motivated. Um, and you don't have to do everything. You can you can leverage people and getting the right people to to serve the roles. Um, what a, that's a, that's a really great book. So have you guys read the? Um, while well, we're talking about books, I freaking love books, but. Um, uh, and we've done a lot of emotional stuff today. Uh, Brene Brown's um, heart, Alice of the Heart. Um, I don't know if you guys have read that one, but she talks about I'm eighty-one. Going the power of positivity. I, I love uh, no the power of vulnerability. Sorry, uh, the mm -hmm. uh, the book that one for Brene Brown. I, I love it. That one. It's it's her newest one. I she describes eighty-one emotions throughout this book, and you know the little nuances between like despair and grief or sadness, and that they're maybe on the same spectrum, but that they are different. And um, so I have intention around the summer and stuff, diving into that book deeper and actually like reading those those words about what that feeling is, that emotion is, and, it, and then diving into that emotion, finding a moment in my life where I've been there and then feeling that. And um, I think the clarity around like, if I could have 81 emotions that I could describe and understand in my in my beingness of, of, of experience, the power I would have in all those moments to see where I was and then to have the tools on myself to shift into the emotion and energy that I, that I want. Um, uh, having that understanding of emotional being of our emotional states and, and, and the ability to connect with them uh, through the words and understanding of what they are is so incredibly powerful. Um, yeah. And, and what, what's, and I want to amplify that. First of all, I love Brene Brown. I think she's, probably with the foremost expert in vulnerability and, and emotions and how it shows mm -hmm. up in our life. And she's incredibly authentic and funny. So uh, be, beyond that, I want to share like how, how, like what you shared is important in the sense that, so when we label emotions, we're identifying what the energy is in our system. So we're making sense of how this, how our system operates. And a lot of what we've been taught is to understand our system at the level of intellect. The problem with intellect is, is this it's a made up world we have created and it's a powerful world. Um, however, our, the way human beings operate is we feel these energies. So when you feel like you, yeah, so if you feel choked up, if you feel like you can't express yourself, you will feel it around your throat and, and the energy shows up here, but you can't identify what that is. So it looks like something is going to go wrong or you feel something in your chest. These are energies that are in our system. It's a lot like when a child is born, something as simple as hunger makes them cry and, and, and it, it, they don't yet have a, an understanding of that this is a normal process. In the same way, we don't know that we have certain processes in our body, energy systems, that they're there for a reason. We don't need to react to it. We just need to process it and watch it and how it operates and then start to leverage it as we get better at it. And the power of identifying these emotions helps us understand, just like when we feel the pain of hunger, we're like, oh, that's hunger. I don't need to lose my mind. I just need to go in a bit and eat food. Or we can even pause it and we say, I, I'm fasting. I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that power to fast. Wow. Uh, I've been fasting and I absolutely love it. I, I've released uh, 60 pounds in the last like nine months um, and mostly through fasting and just being intentional you know, realizing that it's a, it's a moment and that that's going to pass. Um, and I won't be hungry and my clarity will be clearer and my focus will be greater. 
um, by choosing into um, uh, releasing that need and desire to 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 feed my my beingness, you know, feed my my body. That it's not that I can control that urge, and um, and uh, it's been a powerful realization. Um, and uh, fasting, it's so it's so great. <laughs> I think it's I, it's something that. Uh, humans have done over time and at our Western society is kind of like, you know, we have to have breakfast, you got to have, you know, you got to have lunch, you got to eat three times a day, and you need to have snacks and you get, you know, all food is so integrated into our experience. Um, and that um, I, I function at a higher level when I'm when I'm fasting than I do when I'm when I'm consuming. Yeah, and, and that just is an indication similar to anything else. Human beings have the power to put a pause on their on their uh, and the stimulus that's inside of us. We mm -hmm. can be hungry and we can put a pause. That's what makes us human beings. In fact, we can consciously say, hey, I'm going to fast for this day or this week, uh, even though there's pain in there. In the same way, we can feel emotions that you were talking about and we can identify them. Hey, that's what's happening, but I have the ability to to process it and not react to that emotion and i can start to see things clearly that that conscious ability is probably what makes us human beings in, in a lot of ways but we have to be able to identify what's actually happening otherwise our system reacts to it whether it's hunger or something else uh, so i really love that we do need to transition towards the end of this conversation as in and we can talk about this for days and i won't be tired about this no yeah i can hang out with you guys all day long i think uh without any any reservation so thank you so much for the time and hopefully we will be uh, someday we will sit together around a campfire hopefully yeah <laughs> yeah i um I, off, off this call i'll tell you some of the stuff that i'm doing because it, um but i would i would love to be in a campfire with you and have no uh no electronics and just get to be present um in that experience i think that'd be a, a magical opportunity and i'm, I'm oh, I, I would love love that. Um, <laughs> yeah and uh i mean that we're actually this year we're we're gonna be able to go to states from canada so we're heading out with our rv so we're gonna gonna be doing a lot of traveling so we'll probably end up at the, your side of the world too um, but we do want to transition towards the last uh, four questions that we ask all guests. Uh, and I think you're going to love these questions. So the first one you're going to love since you talked about books, what is one of the most influential books in your, in your journey or in your coaching journey? Oh, um, gosh, I mean, to pick one is so hard. Um, and I think if I was going to pick one book that has been a foundational piece in my in my experience uh, through coaching and life um, would be The Compassionate Samurai um, by Brian Clemmer. The Compassionate Samurai, and I'll text it to you guys. It is, um, it, it resonates in my in my beingness so much. And when I think about the, the lessons that it has inside of it and how they serve me, it has allowed me so much clarity and i've probably read it a dozen times and um it's one of those books that you can pick up and at, at any moment turning a page you can reflect and, and be in that experience at, uh, at every any day and um there's just so much wisdom and um guidance inside that book to to choose the life you want that's yeah awesome. that's i haven't read that one yeah, Compassion Samurai. I'll, I'll share it with you guys. So, oh, please do. Thank you. And and what would you say are your hobbies? I know you do a lot of amazing things, but what, what brings you joy? What do you do on a consistent basis? Um, I hike. I hike a lot. 
Um, my son's probably hiked. He's, he just turned five. He's close to 300 miles that he's gotten in so far in his, in his young life. Wow. Um, and so we spent a lot of time in the woods, um, you know, getting that opportunity to be, be with myself, to not have electronics and to be with nature and just absorb everything that's around me and, and have soft eyes and the experience just moves me forward so much and um, allows me to process and, and, and work through my experience. So hiking, um, uh, biking, uh, are some of the things I really enjoy. Um, I, I, and I love books on tape <laughs> or, or audio books it's called nowadays, not books on tape. Say, but I, you're <laughs> mentioning tape. We're not 80. <laughs> give, me a, give me a tape deck and a book on tape and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm on tape. <laughs> <laughs> I know I still call it that. I, I need to get into audio books, but it, <laughs> uh, so yeah, audio books. I, I love having just, um, uh, an earpiece in and just getting to hear positive words and just going or guidance on uh, living my best life as I'm going through my day and it just moves me so awesome awesome well those are amazing it, it's funny how many how many people who have been on this podcast most of them actually have some kind of hobby around nature that they've described mm -hmm. it's either being outside walking or hiking or, or camping or something like that uh, which is very interesting um uh, it, it reminds me of uh, Thoreau's quote is that, um, I'll, let me see if I don't butcher this. Um, I'll, I'll paraphrase it. Being connected to nature is connected to your own, being connected to your own nature uh, is that the way uh, through the reason we connect with nature is that our nature is that nature. And actually, if, if nobody has read, and I think it's in the school systems too, Walden is a very powerful book um, by Thoreau and where he ran an experiment to just get a small piece of land, which his friend Ralph Waldo Emerson uh, uh, gave him and he ran an experiment. He actually put that amounts and how much he spent to live that life, which is really cool from that time period. And you look at it, it's like a dollar for this. And I'm like, oh, shoot, these are very different now, but it's still interesting. Um, yeah. So what would you say separates successful coaches from the ones who give up, fail, or who never really get started? Um, you know, I guess I would say the, the difference is a true intention to, to serve a community. Um, and if your intention is clear, then you'll find the mechanism that supports you in getting that goal and the results you want. And if, if and commitment. You know, if your intention is clear and you're committed to to being that coach, that you'll find the way. And those that are committed with a clear intention achieve it, and those that don't, don't. I love that. That's very powerful. Thank you. Agreed. Um, where where do you feel like the field of coaching is uh, going headed? In your opinion, I I've, I feel like it's growing and, um, you know, we are in interesting times in this country and in this world and um, our school systems aren't giving people the tools to succeed in life and that coaching coaching has the opportunity to to allow people the space to feel comfortable and then discover who they are and how they're going to move themselves forward and it's about giving people the space to feel free to express themselves and discover who they're who they are and then find the path that's going to serve them and coaches 
have the tools to allow them that space and comfort to then discover who it is that they are. And, um, and, and with that power, uh, it can be served in so many different avenues. Every avenue of your life can be served by coaching. And do you have a coach for, for weight release and a coach for business and a coach for family? And, or, you know, or, or also one coach can do all those things because this is just about being an experience, like Sherry said, about asking the questions that help the person discover their true intention of true beingness and, and then choosing the things that serve that. Yeah. yeah. release. I don't know that I've heard it term that. I love it. Well, yeah, because you don't want to lose it because then you're going to find it again. And so if you're releasing <laughs> it, if you're releasing it, then it's, then it's out in the universe and it's not yours. So <laughs> yeah, I love so that. I'm, I've released weight and I am not finding it again. I don't, I don't need that weight. Someone else can take it on. That energy is out for everybody else now and, and people can take it on as they, as they choose, um, but it doesn't serve me. So Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing. And, and I, I really want to thank you for being with us and vulnerably sharing your path, your mission, your vision. And, and I, the, what I heard there is that you, you are on that path of service and it doesn't matter what the medium is, but you're, um, you're really connected to who you are, your passion, and you're serving people with that, um, or you're on your path to serving people with that. And the amount of strength and clarity and, and 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 uh, passion that comes out of that, I, I think it's amazing, and and I, I really felt that. So thank you for sharing that, Zach. Thank you for being with us, and for those who are watching this, whether they're recording um, or um, or live, um, make sure you go to our uh, podcast page, thecoachesjourney.com, where you will see other podcast um, uh, episodes, and you can also get notifications. We even have a um, a tool for you to uh, to raise your skill sets as a as a coach that you can get uh, it's free um, and uh, also make sure you go to our the coach's journey uh, sorry the coachingmasterycommunity.com page to find out how you can join our community of coaches where you can take your uh, skill sets and your business to the next level among a supportive uh, group of people uh, we're going to share resources perspectives tools and uh, help you understand how you can build amazing business for yourself, for your family, for your community, and for those that you're serving. And also, I'd love to know, uh, Zach, where can people find you? Um, the best place is on Facebook. Um, I'm developing, uh, um, I developed all my stuff when I was in, in transition into law school. And so it's uh, it's under construction. <laughs> but uh, Facebook is the best place. Kids deserve dads um, on Facebook. It's got this logo. Um, and oh. Um, and uh, that's the best place to find me. Um, website will be coming here in the near future that that really serves where I'm at now and where the business is going. But um, everything we do is on Facebook and um, looking forward to what an awesome way to start my morning. Thank you guys so much for allowing me to be in your guys' space. Um, it, it was beautiful and um, so fun. And I'm looking forward to a lot more and hopefully some campfire time together would be yeah. amazing. Yeah, let's so, let's connect. I mean, I'm in the I'm in the Black Hills, and so um, you know when you come down to see Sherry, seeing Mount Rushmore and, and uh, Crazy Horse um, is right in my backyard. So um, yeah, uh, our journey will be south and slowly starting to go towards the west coast and come back up to north. So <laughs> you'll be the one of the last places that we, it's a long journey. I think it's close to five thousand miles or something like that oh from where uh, where I am. But it'll be cool. I'm excited about epic. that. Uh, 
thank you and thank you for the invitation. Um, also, um, make sure you, uh, whoever's watching this, make sure you're liking and sharing this with somebody who needs to hear this. And I think the, the mission that Zach shared, it's incredibly important and there are very rare places that you can find um, resources uh, for men to actually reconnect with who they are and 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 support their family, uh, their their path, their mission, and actually be true true to who they are. I, I think that's such a powerful journey. So we'll we'll put the link for Zach's Facebook uh, page here. And uh, until our next conversation, hope you guys have an incredible week. Bye. You're listening to the Coach's Journey podcast.